Welcome back, DC fans, to the DC Comics News Podcast. I am Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to bring you all the news in the world of DC Comics. We've got a lot going, so I'm going to jump right into it. Starting off with movie news, uh, we ha- I want to talk a little bit about all this uh, Henry Cavill controversy that happened last week. Um, THR originally reported that after some contract negotiations went south, Henry Cavill was uh, leaving the DCEU, leaving his role as Superman. So far, we don't actually have any concrete proof that this is happening. You know, they say they have some inside sources. You know, obviously nothing was named, but Cavill's rep, Danny Garcia, came out uh, and made a statement saying, "Be peaceful. The cape is still in his closet. Warner Brothers has been." And continues to be our partners as they evolve the DC Universe. Anticipate a WB statement later today. Then later in that day, WB did release a statement saying, While no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had great respect for and a great relationship with Henry Cavill, and that remains unchanged. Now, when... I heard these two statements. First, the uh, the statement from Cavill's rep. It seems pretty standard when something like this happens. Uh, you want to kind of squash those types of rumors, even if there is you know uh, some truth to it. But it was the WB one that kind of struck me as a little odd, uh, as they didn't. They, there was zero denial in this statement. All they did was essentially say. That uh, you know, we've always you know you know been in good standing with him. They didn't say anything about it. They said that you know they have no plans for a Superman film, uh, and that they like I said that they respect Henry Cavill. They have a great relationship with him, and that remains unchanged. But nothing as to one way or the other whether or not he's still in. Now, the interesting thing about this is later in that day, Henry Cavill himself posted a somewhat cryptic video on his uh, Instagram account. It was him standing in front of the camera wearing a Krypton lifting team t-shirt whole, uh, and then raising a Superman figure, uh, uh, one of his from a, a Henry Cavill Superman figure. Raising it from the you know from the bottom of the screen up while uh, a rendition of uh, Blue Danube was playing in the background with some dogs barking. It was very weird, very like I said, very cryptic. But to me, it, it it doesn't seem like that would be something he would do if he was out. This whole thing to me, I've said this to other people, I've said this online. This whole thing to me sounds like open contract negotiations. So something got out. There was some, you know, something happened. There was a, an issue. Uh, I think have, I honestly I believe it has something to do with um, Cavill taking the role in uh, the new Netflix Netflix series The Witcher, and because of that, he was not able to do a cameo in Shazam. You know, so, so this whole thing, and you know, he has gone on record that you know he felt like he was not paid enough and that his character has not been getting the proper due i mean it's been five years since man of steel and there's there's no sequel and and i'm not counting batman v superman as a a man of steel sequel because it was not 
it, there should have been a proper Man of Steel 2 by now, and at least in development. And they ha- they say that they have no plans. So I understand why he would be upset and why his uh, his reps would want to try to, to negotiate for him. And so I, I, that's what, I, like I said, that, that's what I think this whole thing is. I think it's just open contract negotiations. I, I don't, but I don't think that Cavill's going to leave the role of Superman. He, he's perfect for it. And as long as WB smartens up, gets a damn Superman movie in the works. That's what the fans need, want. That's what, you know, I, that's one of the things that I think will help this entire DCEU get back on track. They need to go back to what the fans want. They want a Man of Steel 2. I'm one of those fans, and I know that there are millions of you out there as well. So that, I know they're not listening, but that is what they need to do. Next up, uh, the script for Suicide Squad 2 is officially done. Over the weekend, Suicide Squad 2 co-writer Todd Stashwick revealed that the script had been finished. He said that the movie is a direct sequel to the first and will tell uh, an exciting, deeper story about the characters. According to Daniel R- uh, Daniel RPK on Twitter, who's uh, been known to scoop a lot of DC stories in the past, Suicide Squad 2 will take place primarily in the Middle East and is also said to be a grounded Black Ops-style film that could be targeting an R rating. Uh, director Gavin O'Connor is hoping that the shift in tone will help differentiate the sequel from the first movie. And I think... That is perfect for this because of the poor reception of the first film. I actually liked the first two acts of the movie, you know, where they're, you know, street level, you know, they're on the ground, they're fighting. But then it was when they had all the stuff with uh, Enchantress and her brother and all this crazy stuff going on. Kind of went off the rails. But hearing that, you know... Gavin O'Connor is aiming for a more grounded, black op style film. That's what Suicide Squad should be. That's what it should have been in the first place. And that's what I'm, I'm so glad to hear that that's what it's going to be now. Um, I know that there was a rumor going around a while back that uh, Black Adam would do, like, make like a cameo. You know, there was a rumor that he, maybe he was going to be, you know, uh, the thing that they were hunting for. And with the be this the story saying that the film's going to be set in the Middle East, you'd think that maybe that's what they were going for. But I mean, The Rock did, came out and said that he was not going to be in that film. So you know, who knows what they're going to do? Something you know, obviously, there's lots of things you can do in the Middle East, and since it's a grounded black op style film, you know, it could be almost anything. And maybe we'll still get a hint. Uh, of Black Adam, you know, like uh, some sort of reference, uh, you know, which I think would be kind of neat to kind of tie everything together with this one. Uh, We have some more script news. Uh, According to Umberto Gonzalez of The Wrap, Matt Reeves has finished the first draft of his script for The Batman. Um, This does give some credence to the report stating that the movie will enter pre-production in spring of 2019. So if he's, you know, got a first script done now... Our first draft done now. You know, hopefully he'll be able to get to that final draft before the spring, which I mean, he's you know that's easily six months to get you know his final draft done, and this excites me. I'm really interested to see what Matt Reeves is going to do. He's doing from what you know 
from what I understand, it's going to be a trilogy. So, and he's aiming for a younger Batman. So, I'm really, I'm really interested. I, I loved Ben Affleck as Batman, but I do understand, you know, some people didn't, and I understand there was a lot of stuff going around. You know, Affleck, he had a lot of issues. You know, he he ended up in rehab. You know, he wasn't happy with the way things turned out. He. I feel like he's the kind of guy who who takes things a lot harder, and I think that's why I think it got to him. And I I know that playing Batman is something that he wanted to do his whole life. That was the reason that he took Daredevil way back in the day because it was it was he thought it was going to be the closest he'd ever get to playing Batman, and he finally got that role, and he was great in BVS as Batman and as Bruce Wayne, but then you could you could kind of tell in Justice League that he he was he was worn down he wasn't feeling it as much and i i really hope that he can get back on track and and continue as the dark knight because i i really want to see more of affleck in this role and i don't have a problem with there being more than one batman cuz dc has already said that they're doing these multiple like storylines you know you have the multiple jokers which we'll get to later and I, I I think doing, you know, having these two Batmans would actually be really interesting. You know, an interesting dichotomy between the two. You know, to see this younger version of Batman and this much older grizzled version, even if they're not continuity-wise the same. So we'll see. Uh, you know, where that goes. Hopefully, he'll be able to get this. You know that final draft of the script done and get production going in spring of next year and like i said uh there's some news about the the joker we have two joker movies coming out we have uh, some stuff going on with jared leto there's talks that he might he'll appear in suicide squad 2 the you know there's all kinds of stuff with him and harley but the the news that just dropped is about the other Joker movie, and this one stars Joaquin Phoenix, being directed by Todd Phillips. And Todd Phillips took to his Instagram and released the an official photo of Joaquin Phoenix in his role as the uh, it's the essentially the pre Joker, uh, going by the name Arthur Fleck. Which, seeing as we just talked about him, I think it's really funny. Arthur Fleck, a Fleck. Affleck. We just talked about Ben Affleck. I don't know if this is a dig at Affleck, if it's you know an homage to Affleck. Who am I to say? But I do think it's rather uh, humorous that they that he named Todd named the Joker Arthur Fleck. Um, so, like I said, we got that first pick, but then we got some behind the scenes, some like paparazzi type uh, photos from the set of the Joker. And and there's also a, a video, a two minute video floating around out there. And this is honestly, I think it looks really interesting. You know, this is a, a more grounded kind of. I, I don't know if it's going to be like maybe a noir. That'd be kind of cool, but it, it's definitely it's more grounded, more realistic. You have Arthur, aka the, the Proto Joker, um, who is walking down the street. You see him in the video. You see him spin on a door. You know, looked like he probably was just getting into it with someone. 
he's walking on the street. Then uh, a guy comes out after him, uh, a, a big dude dressed as a clown. They have a confrontation. It look you can't hear anything in any of the audio, but to me, I think it looks really cool. It's very different. It's nothing that we've seen before. So I'm really interested in uh, in what Todd Phillips is going to have for this. This movie is slated to come out in just about a year, just over a year. It's October 4th of next year. It's supposed to come out. So I'm glad to hear that they're that they're filming. Uh, but even though they are filming, they're still casting. And that's what the next story is. Uh, the Joker film cast Brett Cullen to play the role of Thomas Wayne. Um, now, this role was originally cast uh, to be Alec Baldwin. And he had dropped out like two days after the, the casting. There was a whole kerfuffle about it. I don't know. I, I, a lot of people have said that they think it's because he... Or because news came out that the role was meant to be like a an 80s style Trump and that he just didn't want to do that type of role again because he's done the Trump impersonation on Saturday Night Live for quite a while now. So I, I could understand if that's the reasoning. Um, but yeah, so they cast Brett Cullen. Um, he's actually been in pre- a previous DC uh, Batman-related film. He was in The Dark Knight Rises as a congressman. Um, but uh, many of you will probably recognize him as Barton Blaze, the, the father of Johnny Blaze, a.k.a. Ghost Rider, in the original Ghost Rider film. I actually just rewatched that movie the other day, so it was kind of neat to you know, when I opened the when I read the article and saw his picture, because I didn't actually know his name. I saw his picture, I was like, hey, I just saw that guy in a movie. So I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, they're, hopefully this one will stick, um, and, and they'll get all that going. There's really not much known about the uh, the plot of this movie, other than uh, Joker is a you know a failed comedian who is like taking care of his mother. So it seems like it might be taking a little bit from the Killing Joke. So I'm I'm interested to see where this goes i'm really intrigued um by it it comes out four weeks before wonder woman and you know i've been kind of worried about that but after talking to some people online about it you know they are two very different films targeted to very different types of people even though you know comic book fans will still go and see both of them like the diehard sweaties but you know the average audience. You know they're two very different types of movies for two very different types of audiences. So, um, I, I, after some contemplation, I, I really yeah I don't think that that four week time span in between is too short. I think it'll be fine to you know have a Joker movie come out and then a month later have the Wonder Woman movie come out. So I think it'll be it'll be an interesting uh, four weeks to say the least. Next up is our TV and streaming news. We got uh, some real interesting stuff going on in here. First, I want to talk about some stuff in the Arrowverse. We've got a new poster for Supergirl. You can find that online. Uh, Supergirl Season 4 comes out next month. Now, this poster, it shows Melissa Benoist uh, in her Supergirl outfit, kind of looking down and, you know, being very Supergirl. And there's a tagline that says, uh, A Force Against Fear, which... You know, it's it's okay. It's an okay tagline. But the thing that really stuck out to me was the background of this poster. It's it's all red. There's like 
some red like almost like fumes or you know just like energy lines or something like that coming up what it uh, the first thing that came to my mind as when i first looked at the image i was like this reminds me of red lantern supergirl and i was like they're not gonna do that are they and then i realized wait no 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 that's that, there's no way that that's what this is and and i i because i had not thought about this when i first had that thought but the story for season four will be a loose adaptation of Superman Red Sun, which is a story, for those of you who don't know, it's a story where it's an alternate alternate universe where Superman lands in Soviet Russia instead of the U.S. So I'm, my assumption is that the, the poster is, is a reference to that, is a reference to, to Red Sun, and that's where, why it's all red and everything like that. So I think that'll be really interesting to see. I love this poster. I would hang this poster on my wall. So if you get a chance, check that out. Uh, the other piece of Arrowverse news is we have some castings that took place. We have Nora Freeze and Lois Lane were cast to appear in the uh, upcoming Arrowverse crossover, which will take place in December. Arrow star Stephen Amell's wife, Cassandra Jean Amell, has been cast as the wife of Mr. Freeze, Nora Freeze. Um, I think it's, you know, it's fine. I don't really know her from every, anything. I looked up her uh, credits. She's done some kind of bit work here and there, episode here, episode there, various things. Um, and I, I have no idea how big of a role Nora Freeze is really going to be. You know, so it's, you know, to me, it's fine. It, it's not anything huge, but it's interesting enough to talk about. The one that was big for me was Lois Lane. They're bringing in the intrepid reporter Lois Lane, the one of the toughest women to not have superpowers in this universe. I love this character. And they cast Grimm star Elizabeth Bitsy Tulak as Lois Lane. And I, I loved her in Grimm. She can kick ass. She... She's just she's awesome. She look I think she looks the part definitely, and the image that they released, you know, she's in her suit and she's looking she's looking like Lois Lane, and I absolutely love it. So I'm really really excited to see Lois Lane in this Arrowverse crossover. From what all reports have been saying, this crossover is going to be a bit more grounded than uh, previous ones. It's not going to include Legends of Tomorrow. It's just going to include. Uh, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow, and it's going to introduce Batwoman. So it's going to be on a bit more of like a street level kind of thing. And I think having uh, Lois Lane come in, I think that's a good a good time to do it in, in a crossover like that, where it's a bit more street level. Because that's you know Lois Lane, she likes to hit the streets. Maybe she's uh, you know investigating this Batwoman or something like that. I think that could be neat. So we'll see what happens in December when the crossover happens. The last bit of TV and streaming news I'd like to talk about is a biggie, and that is this past weekend we saw Batman Day, and with Batman Day came the launch, the official launch of the DC Universe digital streaming service, and I couldn't be more ecstatic. Uh, a few days prior, they did a, a soft beta launch. We got you know some of the content that was going to be on it uh, for those that had pre-ordered, 
And so I had already kind of seen some of it, and I, I, I put up on the website, I put up a piece called the, the Top 10 Reasons to Subscribe to the DC Universe. And you guys should give it, get, definitely give it a, a read and see uh, all the various things that this, that this, site, uh, that this service has to offer. I think it's great. Um, you, you've, got, you've got so much stuff. You've got live-action movies. I mean, there's not a ton of those yet, but you've you got some of the core ones, like the, the, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. You've got some Christopher Nolan Batman movies. You've got the Tim Burton Batman movies. You've got uh, Batman Forever and, and uh, you know, the not-as-great Batman and Robin, but, you know, you can still watch it. Um, but then you've got, like, all these animated films, including films like Mask of the Phantasm and Mystery of the Batwoman, which, that's awesome. I haven't watched that in so long. I'm, I'm definitely going to sit down and, and watch Mystery of the Batwoman very soon. Uh, you've got, you know, Batman the Animated Series uh, in new remastered HD. You've got uh, Young Justice. You've got Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. You could watch Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. You could you could watch the old 1940s Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. I mean, there is so much on here. You can read comics. There's a, a an encyclopedia on there, which is really cool. Um, you can start a discussion thread in their community section. It's this. I love what they're offering, and, and yes, it's it's gonna have some growing pains. It, it, they're it's not as full as you'd like, but this is still the beta, and that's that's the thing. This is the the beta. They want to see how things go, what they need to improve. They don't want to just dump it all on there and then have nothing to add because they want to add stuff regularly. So I, I totally get that. And for those of you out there who are like, well, I don't live in the United States, so I, I can't even get it, so screw them. They're, they have plans to roll it out after the beta. I don't know when that'll be. I don't know when the beta will be over. But then Didio has said that once the beta is over, they have plans to roll it out into Canada and then go in, you know, more international after that. So, yes, I understand it's frustrating, but give it some time. It'll get there. You know, DC is a worldwide company. They're not just going to leave you guys out to dry. You know, it, they'll get there. They, they just need some time to make sure they can work out all the kinks of this. So, you know, there's a lot of great stuff on it. So when it does come, be prepared because it's awesome. And one of the other things that's... Uh, that is launching with it is a daily news show it's five days a week monday through friday it's called dc daily it's hosted by a whole bunch of great uh you have hosts and you have celebrities you have so many great people you have hector navarro and tiffany uh, smith from dc all access which dc daily is taking over for dc all access it's essentially what dc all access is becoming this and that's why they're over over there now. Um, you've got people like John Barrowman, who played uh, Malcolm Merlin on Arrow. You've got Sam Levine. You've got Clark Wolf. You've got Whitney Moore, Marquia McCarty, uh, Harley Quinn Smith. You know, you've got Sam Humphreys, Brian Tong. You got all kinds of people. Um, and it's it's going to be 
amazing to watch. I'm so excited. And their first episode aired on Saturday. Uh, it is essentially, you know, a special you know, Batman Day episode, you know, launch episode. And on it, they gave people the, uh, an exclusive clip from Titans. Um, now this clip involves Jason Todd. Previous to this, I think it was a couple of days pre- uh, prior to this, a f- image dropped. I think there was two images that dropped of Dick Grayson and Jason Todd in their uh, costumes. So we got to see you know, our first look uh, at Jason Todd that way. But then this shows them in their street clothes, this clip. And they're, you know, they're talking to one another. And, and uh, uh, Jason says how, mentions how Batman lets him drive the Batmobile. And you can see that Dick seems a little jealous of that. It was really cool. And I, I liked the, uh, the back and forth between them. I liked their chemistry. So I'm really interested. And, and Jason says, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm the new Robin. And so, but you know that, Dick isn't Nightwing yet, you know, he still wears the Robin outfit, so this must be, like, right in that transition period, so what I'm hoping is that the end of Titans, he becomes Nightwing and takes off from there, and I think that'll be really cool. Um, Jason Todd is being played by an actor named uh, Curran Walters, I've never heard of him, I looked him up, he just, he's fairly new, he's only been acting for a few years, uh, he's got, you know, he's done some single episode roles on tv and stuff like that so there's not a whole lot so i don't really have anything to judge his, you know his acting on so hopefully um he'll you know he'll be good and he'll surprise us but i guess we'll have to wait and see uh titans will premiere at new york comic-con on wednesday october 3rd and then we'll uh, drop the first episode will drop on friday october 12th and they will be doing uh, episodes every Friday. I think there's 12, 12 episodes, I believe, dropping every Friday, uh, starting October 12th, which I'm very, very excited for. And lastly, we have our comic book news. And in uh, this week's comic book news, we have two limited series coming out that I want to talk about. The first one is Martian a Martian New Mar- Martian Manhunter limited series. For the first time since uh, 2015, Martian Manhunter is returning to the comic book stores in a new limited series run. It'll be a 12-issue series written by Steve Orlando with art by Riley Rossmo. It is a re-examination of the character's origins and emotional journey and also a detective story on Earth as Johns in his guise as John Jones, human detective. Attempts to solve a murder which may have connections to his own past on Mars. So that, that sounds really interesting to me. I love Martian Manhunter, so I, I'm really intrigued by this. Um, as, Steve, as Steve Orlando puts it, it's also a chance for uh, him and Rosmo to define the character in a way that he's never had the opportunity to be seen before. Um like I said, Martian Manhunter is awesome. For those of you who aren't on the Martian Manhunter bandwagon, get on it. He's an awesome character. Uh, you know, I, I love the way that they've portrayed him in various things. You see him in, in the Justice League cartoon. You see him in the Supergirl. He's been in uh, Smallville. I really hope they bring him into the film universe. I love this character, and I'm so happy that he's finally getting a new uh, limited series. Even if it is just limited. It's 12 issues. 
but I'll definitely be reading this. It, uh, this one launches in December, so you, you know you got a few months to get ready for it. Uh, so I definitely check it out when it comes out. And the last one is Freedom Fighters. DC's Nazi fighting Earth X Dream Team, the Freedom Fighters, are making a triumphant return in the Rebirth era with a brand new 12 issue limited series by writer Rob Vendetti and artist Eddie Barrows, set to hit shelves this winter. Uh, it features some new takes on the familiar faces of the Freedom Fighters original roster Human Bomb, Black Condor, Doll Woman, and Phantom Lady. Uh, Freedom Fighters number one is set in Earth X's version of 2018, where the population of America has lived in fear of an oppressive Nazi regime since their ultimate victory in World War II. Now, recently we have seen the Freedom Fighters and Earth X in, in the Nazi world um, in things. We saw last year's Arrowverse crossover, which I loved. It was my favorite crossover that they've done. So this upcoming year's crossover is really going to have some work to do for me. Um, I absolutely loved it. And we also saw a, a linked thing. It was a CWC animated series called Freedom Fighters The Ray. It's in that same continuity. Um, we met The Ray in the crossover. And I, I love, because they did this with Vixen as well. It's inside the Arrowverse. Cross, the, the CWC animated, short animated series is inside of that crossover or inside of that continuity of Arrowverse so I love that they keep doing this with these series um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this one I don't really know other than the stuff that I've seen on in the Arrowverse you know in the crossover and in the animated series I don't really know a whole lot about the Freedom Fighters but I'm definitely intrigued to check it out it's another 12 issue series coming out in the winter I definitely think I'll, I'll, I'll read it. it. Sounds interesting, you know. It's it's something different. I kind of like these alternate Earth uh, stories, so you know, it's, it's definitely something to check out. And that about does it for uh, the news today. I, I love. I like to thank everybody who listens. You know, I, I know it's been a while since uh, we've had an episode, but you know, we're back on track. I'm going to be doing these episodes every week. Uh, I'm going to be going to New York Comic Con when it comes around, and so I'll be definitely giving uh, you know you know my thoughts of the episode after Comic Con. Might be a little longer. I'll probably just be diving into everything that I I saw at Comic Con uh, for that week. <coughs> so uh, definitely head on over to uh, our page and check out all our our news articles, our reviews over at www.dccomicsnews.com and follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, at DC Comics News. Um, you know, we do, like I said, we always post the news. We post photos, you know, random photos. Uh, we do a monthly giveaway over on the Twitter uh, page, so definitely follow us on there for that. We just gave away... A uh, Dark Knight trilogy get a limited edition box set, and uh, next month it's going to be the. This is actually exclusive. I haven't told anybody else this. Uh, next month I'm giving away a Blu-ray copy of uh, the new animated film, The Death of Superman. So head over to Twitter. Make sure you follow, and when that post goes up, uh, make sure to like and share it when it happens. Again, I am Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Rayner. 
Uh, you can also follow my film blog at Movie Blog Merc. And like I said, follow us on all social media at DC Comics News. And always remember, folks, read more comics. Thank you.